You can now support the creation of Spirit of Self Love podcast on Patreon. Patreon is a platform that provides our listeners with bonus content, rewards, and access to our own special community of people who are becoming their own heroes and creators of their own joy. To support this movement by becoming a patron, visit patreon.com slash spiritofselflovepodcast and select a tier of monthly membership. The link is also listed in the description of this episode. It means a lot for us to be able to continue to empower, inspire, and provide these messages to you. So thank you for joining us today. And here's the next episode. Ella Greta Alive is a self-love coach, empowerment speaker, spiritual awakening guide, and adoptee advocate. In the self-love movement, there are no followers, only leaders, creators of their own joy, heroes of their own story, champions of a compassionate world. The Spirit of Self-Love podcast reminds us that we are all miraculous beings with purpose and can help humanity elevate and evolve by returning within. Do you remember who you really are? Self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-forgiveness aren't things you'll find or receive from the external physical world. They can only be inspired and explored from within. For the past couple months, I've been working deliberately and diligently on forgiveness and how to perceive the people around me in more elevated, open ways. What I've discovered from this methodology on forgiveness and adjusting my perspectives of people are two major things. The first is that everyone truly believes they're always doing the right thing, whether it's in the best interest for themselves, the best interest for other people, or they're trying to do something that's for everyone's highest good. Everyone is doing the best they can wherever they are at in their mind body, and soul, wherever they find themselves on their path, is where they are meant to be, even if it might not seem like they are making the most kind-hearted or compassionate decisions, they're doing the best they can and they believe they are doing their best. The second major thing I've discovered is that the closer we are to forgiveness, the more we understand that no one is 100% good or 100% bad. It's awfully limiting in our society 
to continue this moral splitting of you can only be a good person or a bad person. There needs to be a deep motivation within all of us to examine what a good person is and what a bad person is and what gives us the right to judge someone's air quotes badness. I used to believe that anyone who disagreed with me was my enemy. If I perceived anyone as having a racial bias or a racist ideology, they were my enemy. If I perceived someone as being homophobic or transphobic, they were my enemy. If I perceived someone participating in misogynistic behavior, they were also my enemy. What in the world are we to do with all of these bad, horrible people? My old answer was to project hate and disdain towards them so that they would telepathically feel how bad and horrible they were acting. And if they felt bad enough about themselves, they would change and suddenly become good. But my new answer is to respond to anyone who disagrees with my ideologies with the understanding that anyone who is living in such tangible, uncontrollable fear, whether that fear be of people of different race than them, different gender expression or gender identity, fear of trans folks, fear of femininity, fear of people of different class. The source of those kind of fears comes from a deep disdain and disconnection from themselves. Now is being racist, homophobic, transphobic, or misogynistic, compassionate, or loving? No, it's not compassionate or loving, but the response to someone who is misguided and unevolved is not to withhold compassion from those who are lost and most likely already incredibly, overwhelmingly self-hating. And you're allowed to disagree with this perspective. You can continue to believe that people are either good or bad, and right or wrong. Wherever you are on your path is where you're meant to be. I feel compelled to share this today because the more I examine my own darkness and look into the darkness within humanity 
it becomes harder to think of people as being 100% good or 100% bad. It's easy to place things in boxes with our ego minds. The ego wants things to be linear, limited, and compartmentalized because it thrives by creating illusions of separateness to evade a sense of elevated unity. The ego especially loves dualistic thinking. And the notion of duality is the concept that something can only be one thing or the other, such as good or bad and right or wrong. Duality also believes that these contrasting forces are separate from each other, that good can't exist in evil, love can't live within darkness, or that positivity can't exist in negativity. The dualistic mentality keeps us out of alignment with our spiritual truth of oneness and unity. And as we evolve and grow as a collective, we're realizing that duality doesn't exist and everything is a spectrum. Gray exists because there's black and white. They exist within each other to provide balance and contrast and to create a spectrum. What if everything we perceive as being good has some bad in it and everything we perceive as being bad has some hidden good within it too? When I was placing people into boxes of being good or being bad, I was the most unhappiest with myself. Like in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, how there were only good eggs and bad eggs, I believed that the majority of people in my life were bad eggs. And because I believe that, I was anticipating any mistake that they could make. So I could easily throw them down with all the other bad eggs. I thought that because I was filtering and seeping out the bad in my mind, that this made me good. Like I was doing something noble by placing myself on a pedestal and paying such close attention to other people's misguidedness. But I was making the pedestal I put myself on out of all the people I was focusing on and calling out. So as the list of awful, horrible people I was encountering grew, so did my ego's belief that I was separate from them, and even better than them. 
And the more I did that, the more I drew a wedge between me and the versions of me that made the same mistakes that they made. Once I started realizing that I wasn't this high morality, good person I thought I was or wanted other people to believe I was, I realized that judging other people for their mistakes is an unconscious act of self-deprecation. The things we judge and condemn other people for are the things we subconsciously or secretly judge ourselves for. And what if the things we judge and condemn other people for are the things that we are doing in other lifetimes that we haven't healed from or forgiven ourselves for? The reason why we talk so much about parallel and past lives on this podcast is because being aware that the experiences you're having in your parallel lives can influence what you're experiencing in this one. Not everything we experience in this lifetime is a product of lessons from other lives, but they certainly provide a lot of context about karmic lessons and why we have these deep intentions to learn, grow, and transform. So considering parallel lives in all of this. I met someone recently who told me that they had an Akashic Records reading and learned that in one of their past lives, they were a white slave owner. And this person in this life is black and they talked about how surprising finding that out was and that it was also incredibly eye-opening. It's hard to judge someone for doing something that we don't agree with when you consider that you might just be doing that very thing in one of your parallel lifetimes. There comes certain moments in the self-love process where we are forced to look at ourselves and see that we are not this cut and dry, 100% good person or 100% bad person. The essence of self-love is accepting that we all aren't all good or all bad. We have a range of qualities that allow us to explore different aspects of ourselves. The issue is when we split ourselves between a good person or a bad person. One common illusion is that we generalize society as being either good or bad. Someone might say something like, humans are awful, horrible creatures, or humans are destroying everything. But when someone says that, 
what does that say about how they feel about themselves being a part of this bad humanity in society they're observing it's easy to perceive ourselves as being a separate entity from the awful horrible humans that we're judging but what we're actually doing is judging ourselves unconsciously and projecting shame and guilt onto other people we believe are morally below us if we believe that humans are evil incapable of evolving and that they are hopelessly destroying themselves we are probably making the very mistakes we condemn our fellow humans for making because we're human too i've used the word mistake a lot in this episode the deeper that we go into real genuine honesty and acceptance of ourselves and other people the more we perceive that anything that is out of alignment with compassion kindness or love without conditions is a mistake a human error mistakes that always have an opportunity to be corrected there was a documentary on Netflix called Lost for Life that isn't on there anymore but I watched it a few years ago and I still think about it a lot this documentary explored three different juvenile murder cases and one of them was a man who was serving a life sentence for killing his mother and his stepfather his mother and stepfather both emotionally physically and sexually abused him and his brother for several years and he killed them when he was 15 and watching this film i thought a lot about how we all respond and react to trauma differently and not everyone who is emotionally physically and sexually abused kills their abuser even when their abuser is a parent but the people who do truly believe it's the choice that supports the best outcome for their well-being so when we're hurting we don't always have the best decision making skills especially when we're teenagers actively experiencing trauma so it was a choice he made and in this particular instance it really just affected himself and his family who are any of us to judge or to falsely believe that we would have done something differently in his position if we were experiencing that at the time so thinking about all of this and how we're all prone to human errors misguidedness illusions 
People like to bring out their moral compass when they lie to themselves and think that they would have done better than another person in a given situation. That they would have had higher insight that would have resulted in different decisions or more strength to walk away in that same situation. But moral compass is a false way to judge people. And it also prevents us from seeing ourselves and everyone. We are all human and we all can make mistakes. And so all this isn't ever to invalidate or dismiss anything that we're experiencing. Perceiving people in this way is to get really honest with ourselves about beginning to look at things in a more accepting and forgiving manner. Ultimately, one of the main aspects of the healing process is to shine light on the ways that we are preventing our own experience of self-compassion. And judging other people based on what we believe is right or wrong greatly blocks us from our own self-love. It's all a self-acceptance thing, and we all have to learn to accept that we are all human, making various human mistakes. Fear is a mistake. Apathy is a mistake. Shame and guilt are mistakes. Hatred of another person is self-hatred that is turned outward and that is also a mistake the easiest way to return to self-love is by accepting and forgiving the difficult stuff so we must continue to remember and understand that any judgment we hold about anyone is a judgment that we hold against ourselves we are all perfectly imperfect and I'm choosing to hold myself accountable for the things that I observe other people doing that I believe or think is negative and I'm choosing to allow myself to perceive things differently thank you for listening today you are loved so profoundly thank you for being here at this time to assist in the evolution of humanity. Thank you for being a leader of the self-love movement. Remember who you really are. Love always, and I'll meet you at the next one.